Belt conveyors are not a recent innovation. They have been used many years for all sorts of industrial applications. I'm not sure why I think conveyor belts are cool, but I, I do. I always have. I like the little ones at the grocery store. I like the big luggage loops at the airport. Even that Jamiroquai video where it looks like he's sliding around the room. But today, we're going big. I'm taking you to the world's largest conveyor belt. The 61-mile conveyor belt system rolling across the Western Sahara. The longest conveyor belt in the world. Except that this conveyor belt, it turns out it's more than just a conveyor belt. And I have to tell you, neither the belt nor this episode went where I thought they would. I'm Dylan Thuris, and this is Atlas Obscura, your guide to the world's strange, incredible, and wondrous places. Today's episode is part one of a two-part series, because while this conveyor belt may start out in Western Sahara, it ends on your dinner plate. Welcome to part one, the belt. After this. If you're looking for a place where the wide open skies and the towering mountains inspire you to find an untapped part of yourself, you might want to take a trip to Wyoming. It's a place where bold, curious spirits forge their own way on all types of adventures. There is no shortage of iconic, expansive landscapes out there. You can discover breathtaking hikes, stunning state parks, authentic Western culture, and other historic sites— along with the tales of famous outlaws like Butch Cassidy and pioneers like Buffalo Bill Cody. The truth lies west. Discover yours at TravelWyoming.com. You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. So today and tomorrow, we're talking about the world's longest conveyor belt. And like most of the world's other oversized conveyor belts, this belt is part of a mining operation. It stretches 61 miles across the desert of Western Sahara, and it carries tons and tons of this one specific natural resource that's mined from the earth. But before we can really zoom in on the story of the world's longest conveyor belt, we need to zoom way out to understand the extremely precious an important resource this belt was built to carry. So here we go. We're going to zoom way, way out. Like, far out, man. So out there in space, there are stars. Our sun, for example, that's one of them you might be familiar with. Now, imagine a star five times bigger than our sun. For billions of years, it's been burning all of this nuclear fuel in its core. And then, instead of dying quietly, it explodes in a supernova. And in the crazy atomic reactions that happen in that moment, all kinds of elements are created. 
But there's one that we're going to focus on today. needed to sustain life on Earth. Its name is phosphorus. Phosphorus. P on the periodic table. Number 15. Created in supernovas and delivered to the Earth by comet strikes. And here's the thing about phosphorus. It only makes up about 1% of your body, but it's a really important 1%. Besides the phosphate in your teeth, in your bones, phosphorus is wound into every strand of your DNA. It's called the phosphate backbone. It's the twisty part of the DNA strand. And it's one of the central things that makes DNA even possible. It's also in ATP, which is part of how we convert food into energy. The P and ATP, that stands for phosphate. So phosphate is essential to every living thing, including all the plants that we eat. And farmers, they used to get their crops phosphate the hard way. Fertilizers in general used to come from, from shit, basically. That's Lino Camprubi. My name is Lino Camprubi. I'm a historian of science and engineering. Lino has studied and researched the phosphate trade because in addition to being one of the basic building blocks of life... Phosphates are one of the basic materials of the entire world economy in that they feed our agriculture that feeds uh, millions of people. And as he was saying, we used to use poop. Cow poop, bird poop, human poop, didn't matter. It all worked. It cycled phosphorus back into the soil and into plants. But... It turns out there is a shortcut to getting your crops phosphates. So phosphate is a mineral, and you find it in rocks, and then you have to extract it and refine it. And from that refining, you get one of the fertilizers to feed plants. By digging up millions of years of compressed life and ancient seabeds, the phosphate mining industry produced what was basically a kind of magic dust which farmers then could sprinkle all over their fields. And we really kind of need this magic dust. The world's population is soaring. By 2050, two billion more people will need to be fed. Global crop yields will have to increase. Farmers will have to grow more and grow more in a sustainable That clip is from a commercial released by a company called OCP. They're a major phosphate mining company. And it's definitely a bit of PR, you might say propaganda, uh, trying to bolster the image of phosphate mining as this purely noble effort to feed the people of Earth. And while it's true that phosphate mining has made it possible to feed our increasing population, there's also some serious downsides to using mined phosphate fertilizers that they're not mentioning in this commercial. For starters, they are terribly destructive for the oceans. They deplete the entire oxygen of large chunks of the oceans. And for many of the phosphate mining operations, for every one ton of usable phosphate, the byproduct is four to five tons of this basically useless radioactive gravel. Radioactive gravel. Potentially radioactive water has been pouring into the Florida aquifer. Weeks after it opened up at Mosaic's phosphate mining facility. America does most of its phosphate mining in Florida, where these environmental risks have been a real problem. Tonight, the breach in this Florida wastewater reservoir is getting bigger 
In April of 2021, hundreds of homes were evacuated when a breach in a phosphate reservoir holding nearly 500 million gallons of phosphate wastewater was discovered. If the reservoir broke, that wastewater would flood local communities and spread these piles of radioactive gravel that surround it. If there is a breach right now, let's say, it will be somewhere in the range of a 15 to 20 foot wall of water that would come gushing out into the adjacent community. We know, according As of early April, Governor DeSantis declared a state of emergency and the wastewater was being diverted into Tampa Bay. Trying to prevent and respond to, if need be, a real catastrophic flood situation. All of that environmental damage is compounded by the fact that we can't quit this stuff. We're totally addicted. Without the use of fertilizers enriched with mine phosphates, it's estimated that about half the world population could starve. Let me say that again. Without mining phosphate rock, half of the world population could starve. And there's another problem. The phosphate reserves are depleting. Phosphate rock is a non-renewable resource. It's like oil. It's made of compressed ancient life, and there's just only so much of it in the ground. Florida's phosphate reserves are predicted to be more than half depleted in 10 years and totally depleted in 50. Some Pacific islands, like Nauru, have already mined themselves into near oblivion. 80% of their island is now uninhabitable and infertile. All of which is to say, it's not quite clear when, but someday, a crisis will come. We are not paying enough attention to the future of phosphate reserves and also to more sustainable ways of facing that future. Which brings us to maybe the one place on Earth that doesn't have to worry about phosphate reserves. Morocco has been blessed with abundant phosphate reserves. 60 million years in the making. Remnants of an ancient marine life. This is also from that ad we heard earlier, from that company OCP. OCP, or the Office of Phosphates, is actually owned and run by the Moroccan government. And it's one of the biggest producers of phosphate in the world. Morocco nowadays has 75% of the world reserves. If we had similar figures for oil, say that Saudi Arabia has 75% of the oil reserves of the world, we would have moved away from oil <laughs> a long time ago, right? The fact that we haven't created this kind of panic about phosphates strikes me because that one single country has such a power over a raw material which is basically fueling our way of life is crazy, I think. And, and the Bukra mine is part of that story. And so here we are, back in Western Sahara at the Bukra mine and the world's longest conveyor belt. Because on that belt is part of the world's supply of mined phosphate, the dust and rocks that half the world needs to live. The belt starts at the Bukra mine in Western Sahara, the site of a phosphate deposit of many hundreds of millions of tons. And in a single hour, the belt can transport over 2,000 tons of phosphate out to the coastal city of El Ayun, where it's shipped out to the rest of the world. The conveyor belt, which started running in 1971, is run by OCP, or the Moroccan Office of Phosphates. 
And it conveys an enormous amount of the stuff, around 25% of Morocco's total sales. The conveyor belt is easily visible via satellite imagery, and it's kind of a dramatic image. It's as if someone has drawn a sharp line across the desert. Because on one side of the conveyor belt is the dusty tan of the desert sand. And on the other are these white billows of phosphate dust blowing out into the Saharan wind. It almost never rains there, so this scene rarely changes. Except when the conveyor belt gets burned down. The first attack was basically burning down 14 kilometers out of the 100. Once you've done that, uh, you put the people in power in a very hard position because it's impossible to ship the phosphates if there is not a conveyor line, right? And here is where my kid-like fascination with conveyor belts carries us into much more serious history. Because while Morocco mines and exports the phosphates from Bukra, neither the mine nor the belt are actually in Morocco. They're in Western Sahara. It's a disputed and occupied land where the native population has been fighting a war for independence since the early 1970s. Morocco took uh, control of Western Sahara in 1975. The Polisario waged war against Morocco. And smack dab, in the center of it, is the world's longest conveyor belt, carrying life-giving phosphates through a battlefield. In the area around the Bukra mine, the Polisario was extremely mm, strong in fighting the Moroccans. And the real question is, how do you defend 100 kilometers of desert? In part two, we'll find out how the world's longest conveyor belt carved a much grimmer path through the desert, a 1,700-mile-long minefield that cuts Western Sahara in two. We'll follow one event after another on the conveyor belt of history. Tomorrow, the berm. This podcast is a co-production of Atlas Obscura and Witness Docs. Thank you to Lino Camprubi for taking the time to talk with me. Our production team includes Doug Baldinger, Chris Naka, me, Dylan Thuris, Camille Stanley, Sarah Wyman, John Delore, and Peter Clowney. Our theme and end credit music is by Sam Tyndall. This episode was mixed by John Delore and Luce Fleming. I'm Dylan Thuris, wishing you all the wonder in the world. I'll see you tomorrow. Witness Docs from Stitcher. The world isn't wide enough for those with an insatiable desire for discovery. The all-new 2024 Lincoln Nautilus Hybrid SUV offers the power and freedom to explore further and deeper than ever before. Intuitive, smart features ensure that you're always connected to the road ahead. Inside, a thoughtfully designed cabin immerses you in a universe that is all your own. The larger-than-life panoramic display spans the entire width of the cabin. It's customizable and interactive. Drivers can even personalize their backgrounds with a series of nature-inspired themes. This vehicle signals the arrival of an exciting new chapter for Lincoln. Discover more about the 2024 Lincoln Nautilus at Lincoln.com. 
Hi, it's Martha Stewart. You know, I spend a lot of time thinking about dirt. At 3 a.m.? At all hours of the day, really. What people don't know is that not all dirt is the same. You need dirt with the right kind of nutrients. New miracle Grow organic raised bed and garden soil is so dense, so full of nutrient-rich, high-quality ingredients. miracle Grow is simply the best. 